your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Hi, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Conn. You can follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. You can follow my co-host, Cammy at G. Just to remind you that this episode of the Locked On Longhorns podcast is brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com for all your automotive needs. Rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On Longhorns sent you. And here we are, back for another episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you go to LockedOnPodcast.com or check out all the podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Cammy, here we are on a Thursday, coming up on two weeks before kickoff, September 12th, UTEP, Texas. Don't know the time yet, should uh, know that in the next couple of weeks, at least we hope in the next week to know when they're going to kick off. But I thought we'd jump right into the conversation and talk a little bit about what is going on uh, as far as position battles, depth chart battles. Uh, 24-7 put, uh, Horn 24-7 put out a depth chart this morning. So a lot of good info out there right now. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a juicy episode because we've been kind of hinting um, about our expectations regarding all these position battles, especially at uh, running back and wide receiver and a little bit about the secondary. So I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about those positions. Uh, Obviously, we're going to talk quarterback. Uh, We know who the starter is, but what's going on behind Sam Ellinger? Uh, Running backs. There's a new running back now in town. Uh, we're going to talk wide receivers, some defensive stuff. I mean, there's a lot to get to in Texas men's basketball. Hires a new assistant coach. But first, we're going to dive right into this. So Chip Brown of Horns 24-7 put out a update to the 2D depth chart where he discussed every single position. Uh, the interesting ones to me, obviously, uh, I'm going to talk about the safety position. Running back was a little bit of a shock. Uh, wide receiver, I think, was a little bit of a shock, too. Uh, so let's start with the quarterbacks, right? Because that's what everybody wants to talk about. <laughs> Quarterback is the position everybody wants to discuss. Right. Uh, Sam Ellinger is your QB1. Are you surprised at all? I mean, shocked? Oh, gosh, no. That was a no-brainer. It, 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 gets, it, it gets a little interesting right after him, though. Yeah, I mean – it is a little bit interesting um, when, when you when you think about the guys coming up uh, behind Sam Ellinger. Obviously, you have Casey Thompson is kind of the incumbent backup. He's the only one with any game experience. Um, you know, usually a mop up duty. Like he came in to the Alamo Bowl against Utah after the game was well in hand. So you look at him and you think four star guy. He's kind of a lot to be the next starter or, or should be the next starter. But according to Chip Brown, he's got some stiff competition coming up right behind him. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would ever say he's a lock uh, for the 2021 starter or even obviously this season as the backup. So I think he has a foot in the door in terms of his experience there. He's obviously uh, been playing around uh, behind Ellinger for a couple years now. But I, we've been hearing so much. I guess, how many coaches are impressed with Hudson Card? And at first we were just hearing how um, well he was uh, absorbing the offense there. And obviously he was an early enrollee, a semester early. So um, he did have a little bit of a head start, but a lot of people are noticing that he's probably one of the most proficient passers 
And he's definitely one of your stitches guys. He obviously wants a guy who can sling the ball from the pocket. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that um, he's competing for the backup role this early on. I felt like his time to shine was probably going to be 2021. And it was either he was going to get the starting job or uh, most likely transfer if he doesn't. So I don't know. This is going to be a tough one to watch. I think probably if I had to bet money on it or something that Thompson would obviously uh, be the backup when the season begins, but that could always change. Yeah. You talk about Hudson card, you know, he's the, he was the number two dual threat quarterback in the 2020 class. And, you know, I think it's interesting that he's in this discussion right now, obviously because uh, he did enroll early, but it didn't really help him any because they pretty much canceled right. football and, and they weren't able to work out. And most of these guys were, you know, having to do it from home or, or, you know, there were so many videos being posted about Hudson Card working out at Lake Travis, you know, with his quarterback coach, I guess, in high school uh, or his personal quarterback coach. And, and so, you know, I don't feel like it helped him much uh, enrolling early because, OK, while he can get the playbook and, and kind of go over everything and, and look at the installs and, and get that information, I don't think it helped him in, in that they weren't doing workouts together until just recently uh, when they started voluntary workout ahead of fall camp. So I I don't think it helped him in that regard. I think one thing that's really helping him though this year, as far as battling with Casey is the fact that the NCAA has frozen eligibility. So even if they play this year, it will not count towards uh, being eligible for future seasons. Right. And I think what's obviously helping him too is I know Chip Brown even mentioned this in his article. He, he kind of compared him to Shane Bouchelle in terms of how uh, he's approaching the game as a true freshman and his preparation and his knowledge, uh, obviously, of the offense in such a short period. So I think that's obviously a huge telling sign in terms of his future within the program. I, I've already mentioned that he's my favorite to win the starting job in 2021, but um, like they've mentioned, even in this article as well, Thompson is making uh, just just enough plays, I guess, in camp to hold Card off for now with his legs. But um, I guess you never know what could happen. Injuries could uh, appear at that position or um, things could change halfway through the season. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think we kind of all expect that that position battle is going to be Casey versus Hudson uh, going into 2021. Uh, with, with Jaquin and Jackson coming off the partially torn ACL, you know, he was a little bit behind, but given his abilities, I would, I would say to people, don't, don't count out Jaquin and Jackson just yet. I still think it's going to be Jackson versus ha, ha, uh, card when it comes to the 2021 starting job. Uh, Ooh, if I, if I had to put, if I had to guess what, I guess the most likely scenario to play out, I think card wins the straight up starting spot in 2021. And I think Jackson potentially changes positions just, just due to his physical style of play and athleticism and things like that. I think he can easily make that transition or um, he could potentially become a transfer if he feels like he could start somewhere else. Right. I, you know, I could see that. And, and people have brought up the idea of playing linebacker, which is interesting to me considering the issues that Texas is having with keeping their linebackers healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see that. Uh, I, I think that for this season, at least, I think he's going to stay in the quarterback room. Uh, but but to talk about Card, going back to Card just a second, you know, it, it kind of feels like Ellinger is kind of taking him under his wing to kind of, pro, you know, prep him for the eventual job. Uh, and if I had to make a prediction, I think by December, sometime in 
September or December, Casey Thompson transfers out of the program. I think he goes elsewhere because I think Hudson Card, like you said, is going to win the job. Uh, and so when I look at it, I, I think he's gone, especially – and we're going to have this conversation again next year because when 2022 rolls around for that quarterback position, that's going to be an intense battle because I think Quinn Ewers, who's the number one overall prospect, uh, at quarterback anyway, I think he's really going to push whoever is the starter heading into that season uh, because you don't, you don't bring in a guy like that and expect him to ride the bench for very long. Right. I could see, I guess, that situation playing out. I do think of who's on the roster right now at the quarterback position, at least one will transfer. Um, I'm not sure who that might be, but I think they're all talented enough to go start somewhere right away. So um, I think it's just a matter of uh, whether Jackson wants to switch positions or not, whether one of them transfers. And uh, when we're speaking about all this, we're assuming that everyone stays healthy this year. So um, if Ellinger goes down at any point, Thompson or Card's going to have to get thrown in there. So uh, that'll just shake up the whole, <laughs> the whole, I guess, um, chaos at that position battle right now. So um, yeah, it, it'll be tricky moving forward, but definitely one to watch. Yeah. And speaking of changing positions, we're going to talk a little bit about Roshan Johnson here in just a second. But first I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. I don't know about you, but I like online shopping. I prefer online shopping for everything. So what I recommend is heading on over to rockauto.com for all your automotive needs. Every make, every model, low prices, great lineup. All you got to do is rockauto.com. And when you check out, tell me your friends over at the Locked On Longhorns podcast sent you. You know, Cammy, there was a uh, former quarterback who's now playing another position in Roshan Johnson. Oh, yes. He's kind of been my pet cat ever since he was. It was actually just one week prior to the season opener last year when he was thrown uh, from quarterback to running back. And it's actually something uh, he offered. So he's obviously a, t- a team player and he's there for the right reasons. So um, I've been cheering for him uh, on and off the field and. It seems like what we've been reading that uh, that full off season of preparation at running back definitely um, did him well. Yeah. So in Chip Brown's twenty four seven depth chart piece that we're talking about today, he mentions the running back position, and he's got Roshan Johnson as a starter, uh, mostly because Keontae Ingram has dealt with illness and he's dealt with injury, and right now, number one running back out of the 2020 class. Bijan Robinson is also dealing with a tight growing issue that's kind of held him out. Uh, so they have Roshan as a starter, and they're saying it's basically because of he's just outperformed them, uh, which I call BS. I think the reason yeah. why he is being put in the role or prepping in the role to be starter is because of injuries. Because I think if they if all things were equal and all players were healthy, I still think Keontae Ingram starts. Uh, see, I don't know. I've, I mean, every, everything I've read about fall camp and the scrimmages and things like that so far have, I guess, showed that Johnson just looks that well during camp. And I know uh, he's been working on his receiving skills. Uh, so he's a threat in that aspect now too. But Chip Brown uh, even mentioned that even though Keontae Ingram has been dealing with those injuries, um, Johnson being the starter, I guess, right now in his prediction hasn't been because of that, just because he's been healthy and obviously consistent and things like that. He doesn't feel that's the um, reason, I guess, he's elevated to the starter right now. But 
Um, I guess we'll have to find out. We're only two weeks away from the season opener, and I feel like um, if he currently has Johnson as a starter right now on his two-deep depth chart, then that's likely going to be the case because I know they have their third scrimmage uh, this coming Saturday on the 29th, August 29th. And so that's primarily for the younger guys and the backups and things like that. So I think in their mind, they kind of already have their depth chart solidified, except maybe like a couple positions. Obviously, you mentioned linebacker, but I do think Roshan has a great chance of being the starter week one. I think he has a great chance, yes, because of injuries. That's I firmly believe that. Because I think when you look at the production level that you got out of Keontae Ingram in the last two seasons, you know, I know a lot of people won't put too much into it, but you know, the who starts really isn't that big of a factor because in a Mike Yurcich mm-hmm. system, he uses multiple running backs. And so all three of them are going to be in play. Uh, so whether you want to talk about Roshan, Bijan, you know, Keontae, my question is, can they get a running back with a regular name? <laughs> I, know. I mean, they have these funny. unique names. Yeah, unique first names, yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. We've always kind of said it'd be a running back by committee, and um, it's still a little early for Bijan to totally come in and just um, take over that starting role, but uh, I think everyone can kind of agree that he'll have that intact by 2021. But, yeah, I think it's just going to come down to who's most consistent this season is all. Well, if you want a running back with a little bit of a more normal name and not so much unique, uh, Texas Longhorns just added a grad transfer out of the University of Sioux Falls, Division Two, Gabriel Watson. Uh, Gabriel Watson in 2018 had nearly 2,000 yards rushing, 26 touchdowns. So this guy, he can produce. And oh, yeah. he's, com- he's coming in to join in this group. And it- it's interesting. And before we get to your point, Cammie, uh, Tom Herman said – recently after the scrimmage that he was apprehensive about going into the season with only three running backs on scholarship. And obviously with the injuries to the other two backs, he's got a valid point. Well, now he has a third, now he has a fourth running back to take place of Daniel Young who opted out. Yeah. And I think a a primary cause of concern in wanting this extra death piece is is because of what happened last year. Obviously, uh, uh, Jordan Whittington and Rashawn Johnson had to both try and go play in the backfield at the last second due to injuries. And um, you don't know if, obviously, Ingram's been dealing with on and off injuries, and hopefully Bijan and Roshan can stay healthy, but you still need depth at that position, and you can never be too safe. And um, not not just in terms of injuries, but obviously we're um, functioning during this COVID period right now, and, and you just don't know what's going to happen at that point. Everyone on your roster uh, will likely have to play at some point if that ends up being an issue throughout the team. So I think it was a smart move, and um, obviously Watson uh, is talented. He was actually one of the finalists in 2018 for the Division II version of the Heisman Trophy. So um, he's definitely got some talent to bring here to Austin, and uh, hopefully he won't be needed very often, but it's definitely nice to have him. Well, I think that, you know, he'll get his fair share uh, of of carries for, or, or touches, I should say, uh, just be, because of how Mike Yurcich is and because Keontae Ingram, he's had an issue with injuries. So Mm -hmm. you have that question of, can he stay healthy? It's the same question that we have at the wide receiver position with Jordan Whittington. Can he stay healthy? You know, uh, Bijan right now, he's dealing, like I said, with the growing issue, but you know, even Watson had his own issues because he missed all of last season uh, with an injury. So, and you know, and now he comes to Texas and he's going to try and get acclimated with only two weeks. I'm willing to bet that he's going to get a heavy dose in that scrimmage on Saturday to 
try to get him up to speed with what's going on on offense, what they're trying to do. It's going to be really interesting. But let's uh, let's talk about that wide receiver position. I mean, we obviously we talked about Jordan Whittington. Were there any surprises for you at wide receiver when you look at it? I mean, obviously Jake Smith is in the slot. Uh, what about the outside guys? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know because I've kind of gone back and forth this off season. Um, I knew Jake Smith kind of had it locked down in slot. We saw how productive he was as a true freshman last year. Um, Joshua Moore, we had mentioned quite a bit on Longhorns Wire in terms of our depth pieces that uh, he was a guy that many forgot, had kind of forgotten about because of his off the field issues. But uh, even when he wasn't able to participate in those games, he was able to uh, participate in those practices. And um, we've heard from several people that oftentimes last season, he looked like one of the, the best wide receivers on the roster. So it's unfortunate he wasn't able to be used, but I'm not surprised that um, he's kind of penciled in as a starter right now. But Tariq Black uh, being listed as a starter over Brennan Eagles was a little bit interesting. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, obviously, Tariq Black is probably having a really good fall camp, um, but that's interesting. I think that uh, could switch on and off between Eagles and Black. So um, that's about it for me. I like Jordan Winnington as a backup to Jake Smith in the slot, and then um, no telling what's going to happen with Marcus Washington and Kevontae Dixon. You know, it's interesting to, to think about Tariq Black. Coming over from Michigan, uh, many thought maybe it might take a little bit of time to get acclimated. Uh, but the fact that they got him in over somebody who was productive in this offense and Brandon Eagles was shocking to me. Uh, Brandon Eagles obviously was the second leading receiver last year in terms of touchdowns tied with Jake Smith. And then obviously was number two receiver behind Devin DuVernay. So I thought it was interesting that a guy, a newcomer coming in is being put in over Brandon Eagles. And, you know, it brings up the question of maybe this is proving, you know, Tariq was right in leaving Michigan. Maybe that was a bad system for him because it seems like this is a better system for him with Mike Yersich. Yeah, I think it's a better system. And he also had a pretty poor quarterback play over there. So I think it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's a, it's a huge upgrade to have Ellinger. I'm sure he's loving that so far in camp. But yeah, I am really am excited because everyone, even the major uh, outlets are uh, expecting a huge year out of Eagles. And um, a lot of people think that's the guy to watch this year and the next to step up. So for him not even to be listed on this starter, starter list for um, Horns 24-7 is definitely a little interesting to me. Yeah, it, it's a lot of interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, another name that was on there, and it's kind of a guy that I've been talking about, uh, Kelvante Dixon kind of showed up on on the Z as a backup. Uh, him and Marcus Washington are kind of having that battle for who's going to back up more. So, you know, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, he's a guy with speed, but he's coming in. He's a true freshman, uh, younger brother of running back uh, Keontae Ingram. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see if he can get on the field and, and make some impact. I know they're going to rotate these receivers in and keep them fresh. Yeah, and I was digging a little bit more into uh, Eagles and why he wasn't listed as a starter, obviously. And it looks like um, people are saying that he's just had an up-and-down camp. And um, they mentioned that Jake Smith has probably been the most uh, impressive out of all the wide receivers, uh, followed by Tariq Black. So I think Eagles just hasn't been consistent this offseason so far, but obviously there's still time for him to change that if he can. Yeah, there's there's still time. Uh, but let's let's dive on into the defensive side of the ball and, and kind of our our biggest takeaways and discuss a new basketball coach coming to the 40 acres. 
All right, we spent some time talking offense, wide receiver, quarterback, running back. Let's dive on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, one of the big questions, and even outside the the front six or seven players, was the back end. We knew in we knew it was going to be Deshaun Jameson at one cornerback. Mm-hmm. We knew Caden Stearns was going to play safety, but I felt like the other three spots were kind of up for grabs. Who's going to play nickel? Who's going to play the other cornerback position? And who's going to be the safety next to Caden Stern? So let's start with the safety. I expected when I saw this two deep depth chart to see either B.J. Foster or Chris Brown. I thought maybe Foster just because he had been in that position. So it was a little interesting to me to see that they actually had Chris Brown there, who is uh, – I, I think he's a little more physical – than B.J. Foster. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I kind of had B.J. Foster penciled in there alongside Caden Stearns at the safety position, but um, I, I'm not sure how B.J. Foster has looked during camp. Obviously, he had a, that off-season issue with breaking his hand after pun- punching that car bumper, but um, I I don't know. I'm a little surprised, but the, t- the talent there, and Herman has reiterated this many times, is, is it's overloaded with talent in the secondary in general. So he's mentioned um, a lot of the guys being versatile and athletic enough to move around. So I'm not surprised to see them kind of shuffle around players here. No, I'm not. The shuffling is not so much a surprise as I kind of guess I felt like the more experienced players were going to play. But you also have to factor in Chris Ash doesn't have any problem going with what he feels. Jay Valai is going to go with the guys that he feels are the best for his system. Uh, I think we just, when you look at it, you think uh, the experienced guy. So Chris Brown, uh, next to Caden Stearns at safety. Uh, then we have Deshaun Jamison and Josh Thompson as the other outside mm-hmm. corner. Uh, Jalen Green's been in there. I mean, he started some last year, but they got uh, Thompson out on the other side uh, and then at nickel. Chris Adamora. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people are excited about Adamora there at nickel. And he was kind of one people were pre- uh, predicting to be a starter regardless of whether um, Anthony Cook decided to do at the time those uh, his flip and forth back and forth about uh, whether he was going to remain with the Texas football program or not. But um, I think what stuck out to me is how well Josh Thompson has been doing Um, for him to be listed as a starter here above both Kenyatta Watson and uh, Jalen Green was pretty telling. Yeah. It just goes to show you how good that he has been, you know, for, for Texas, um, especially, you know, in campus, as they try to figure out who's going to play, who's going to play where Uh, it's, you know, he, and it's not a guy who doesn't have experience because he's appeared in 26 games throughout his career at the University of Texas as a redshirt junior. Um, you know, so it's not surprising at all. Um, you know, he missed time because of injury last year. So that might play a part of why it was a little bit surprising because, you know, I think you have a little bit of recency bias because you're used to hearing the names Kenyatta Watson. You're used to hearing the names of a Jalen Green. And you kind of forget, you know, Josh Thompson, who missed a lot of time due to injury after the first four games last year. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I've heard a lot about about Kenyatta, a lot about Kenyatta Watson um, this offseason, how he's obviously expected to get much more playing time this season. But uh, not just that, his athleticism is off the chart. I was looking at some of his spark story, uh, scores, not stores, and um, they were literally off the chart. So I think he had some ridiculous high jump as well. So. Uh, I'd expect him. I don't know. It's going to play out. I think this is 
one of the position battles that um, you aren't really going to have a solidified starter, even heading into the first few weeks of the season. I think the secondary and linebacker position will kind of flip flop. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, go back to the Tom Herman media session after their second scrimmage. And he kind of said that they have their four guys set, you know, they were just wanting to see the cream rise to the top and, and talking mm-hmm. about the, the other guys. So, I mean, I think they were pretty much set at the, both safety positions, both cornerbacks, uh, and obviously Chris Adamora getting the start at nickel or Anthony Cook, who's listed as his backup on this two deep. So it gives you an idea. What So as a whole, what was your biggest surprise takeaway from this two deep depth chart? Uh, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say Roshan Johnson here, just because um, even though there's been injuries with Ingram or things like that, um, he's had such an impressive camp and that off season of preparation at running back, his first off season of pre- preparation at running back uh, really paid off. And so um, I think regardless of Ingram being healthy, he's solidified a larger role than I think many people expected this season. So that was probably my biggest surprise. What was yours? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, seeing Hudson Card in there uh, battling out for Casey. I felt like that they would probably go into the season with Casey as your number two quarterback on the two deep. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, this my thought process was prior to the NCAA ruling, but I thought for sure Hudson Card was going to redshirt. Jaquin and Jackson was going to redshirt. Right. And, and now that that's thrown out the window, that these guys can go out there and compete for the for that job, and it's not going to cost them a year of eligibility. You know, so mm-hmm. – but still the fact that they have Hudson Card that high up there. Uh, and then, obviously, Brennan Eagles. Uh, Brennan Eagles not being the number one wide receiver at the exposition. Tariq Black, I thought, was more aligned a backup for the Z or X, kind of, you know, play both positions. Uh, guy who's experienced and, you know, he, he played in the Big Ten at, at Michigan and, uh, you know, had some injury concerns. But overall, I think, you know, he was a solid addition. I, I didn't expect him to come in and beat out Brennan Eagles, who had been there and he, who has that relationship with Sam Ellinger and, and knows, you know, what's expected of him. So it was a little bit surprising to see that. So those are probably my two biggest takeaways from the depth chart. Uh but in other news, we have some basketball news to talk about. Yes, we do talk about basketball right here on the Lockdown Longworth podcast. Cami, uh, there is a new assistant head coach, uh, associate head coach, of the Texas Longhorns basketball team joining Shaka Smart staff. Yes, yeah, so he actually um, hired SMU associate head coach KT Turner. So. I thought it was interesting that Chaka Smart lost two out of the three full-time assistant coaches that he had um, in this offseason alone. Um, so he still has another role to fill. But, yes, he's hiring uh, Katie Turner from SMU. And the other one in consideration was the Texas director of bas- basketball operations, Cody Hatt. Uh, but they ended up going with Turner. And I believe Turner actually turned down Smart's first original offer. Um, so Smart actually returned and made a more attractive offer, I'm assuming, with a little bit more money. So um, he got him to sway and come over to Austin. But um, he played a role with the Mustangs winning the American Athletic Conference regular season title twice. Um, they also won the AAC tournament twice and made the NCAA tournament two times in 2015 and 2017 while he was on staff. So um, it's obviously he's bringing some experience and it's a guy that Shaka Smart had his eyes set on. But um, to have to replace two out of your three full-time assistants has to be pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, that that's a, a pretty rough deal all the way around. But like you said, uh, with SMU, he brings the experience of, of tournaments, 
uh, winning tournaments as far as conference tournaments. He brings the experience of prepping for the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then, obviously, SMU plays some pretty big-time basketball for the AAC. Um, they went 19-11 and 11 last year. So, 15-2 and two at home, you know, that's that's pretty significant. You want to win your home game. So, obviously, he's good at game planning. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's definitely going to help out. Uh, what's going to be interesting to see is how he does with recruiting because that was the one thing that Jay Lucas was really good at was recruiting and getting helping Shaka bring these top tier talents, even if they are one and done to the University of Texas. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, and, and we'll get more into basketball in the coming weeks. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longworks podcast. Make sure you tune in to your favorite team. Go to lockedonpodcast.com or check out your favorite team on Apple, Spotify. But for Cammie, I'm Patrick, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hook em.